0: Let's get this show started.
1: Welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion. This is your host, Elena. We have Justin on, for usual, for our Q&A episode. Hi, Justin.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: Um, I'm doing very well. Well, That that was kind of a lie. I'm doing okay today. That was a lie just so I can be transparent. I don't know why I just did that but I'm doing okay today.
1: Well okay Um, is it it isn't very well but it is okay. So it's somewhere to start. It's something to go off of and It's Tuesday. I cannot believe it's only Tuesday. I woke up thinking it should be Wednesday or Thursday. Yesterday seemed to be the longest day ever for some reason. I don't know if it's the time change getting to me or what, but between just the hustle and bustle of the morning and then working and then taking care of the dogs and the house, I was like, oh my gosh, how has it only been one day? So I'm excited to dive into an episode and hopefully get some some energy and some good thoughts flowing today.
0: I agree. I think, um, one of the things that I'm amazed at, Elena is that I don't think the audience knows that we literally usually record two to three episodes in a day, the days that we record, um, depending on whether we're with the interns or there's scavengology involved or just in the food entrepreneurs and on top of just trying to work our normal jobs, um, and get all of that stuff done. So I think it's quite an endeavor, um, and I don't think that I, and actually I should say this, I apologize for this. I know I had like a bunch of messages, like seven or eight questions and stuff that are in my Instagram that I saw last night that I literally have not even looked at since being in Mexico. And I didn't realize that there were some building up in the people I don't know. So I promise I will get through all those and work with everyone. Um, but right now, I just um, one of the things I did want to say is when people asked how often we record, it was one of the questions that made me think, because um, we actually do put in a lot of time and we do try to give as much value as possible in these. Um, and, you know, as the followers are going up and the subscribers and the downloads and the listeners and depending on what platform and how they rate everything, Um It's appreciated, and I hope people are getting value added. I know some of the topics are hard, um, and that I, obviously, as we talked about before, I do lead with vulnerability um, quite a bit, and so I promise I'll get through the questions. Um, I know there are a few that go back and talk about some harder questions, so Elena and I will talk about that, but I just want to, well, I had the chance, and before I forgot, want to just let everyone know I'm not ignoring you. I just haven't gotten to it yet. And I promise that as things are getting back in the swing of things after being out for over three and a half weeks because of um, being in Mexico and and what happened with Deborah um, and being isolated, um, it just threw me behind. So I'm gonna be transparent with everyone. I'm gonna admit that I'm failing, um, that I've let you guys down a little bit in that. Um, but I promise that we'll get on top of those questions moving forward. And today is one of those questions, the insubordination question. And so I, again, I will try to get through all of these things as as fast as I can. Uh, And as soon as we, um, we catch back up, I hope that maybe we can start addressing more questions as they come in. I also encourage everyone to send questions to Centurion Leadership Battalion on Instagram versus just my personal account. Um, So that would be useful as well. Um, And that's at Centurion Leadership Battalion. Is that right? Um, Or is it just Centurion Battalion? I can't remember.
1: Yep, Centurion Leadership Battalion is our Instagram name.
0: Perfect. So, and then also, um, I also did receive feedback uh, Elena and I will talk about ourselves a little bit more. I think I've heard that people are more inter- uh, interested and in more in our backgrounds, too. Um, and what we do and how we handle some of our family dynamics um, as being sort of publicly facing So, and leaders. So I promise that we'll answer those questions as well. And the vulnerability and authenticity and, and the comfortability, because I think a lot of people are like, how are you so comfortable with putting so much out there? And it's, it's an interesting question. It didn't happen overnight for sure. So we'll get through all of that. So um, Elaine, is there anything you want to add before we start the question itself?
1: Sure. I think uh, it's great to hear the feedback from everyone and the things that they're enjoying, things that they wish we did more of, less of, whatnot. I think it's really helpful for us too as the hosts of the podcast, because then we know how to better serve all of you. So there's not much that we can change unless we know about it. And I think it's, it's really helpful whenever you guys send in this information. So you can always reach out as Justin shared on social media to us in DMs. Um, and in, in for sharing more about our personal lives, I've always been a very open book kind of person. So I'm always open to sharing how I apply different maybe topics or leadership questions and things in my own life. And also just sharing more, you know, about the behind the scenes and, and how these things apply to us personally. So I think that's a great ask. And I think it's something we can definitely deliver, um, in, in the coming episodes. And with that being said, we can hop into (laughs) our next question of how do you lead amongst insubordination?
0: Yeah. So, um, I think a lot of people um, get into situations like I want to address this question and from the audience perspective, as well as my perspective, and as a new leader or new entrepreneur's perspective as well. And that's this, like part of the issue is um, oftentimes we get into leadership situations where the leader before is, um, is cause has caused some sort of suspiciousness or untrustworthiness whether they didn't have discipline or consistency and whatever so the hardest part really in an insubordinate situation um the biggest thing in in, in an insubordinate situation is to figure out why it's happening and so um the question becomes um why it's happening what the leader did before that may have caused it how you can move forward without ruining the integrity of the position and the leadership and management that it established or that it means and and if so if it's been there's some badness or things that have been left behind how do you change those over time and i think that um in subordinate times we very much get into you know, like we talked about the previous episode, whether it's disrespect and like, it's a very interesting thing to me because I think as organizations get flatter and voices get louder and newer generations speak outwardly more through social media and their voices become more heard or whatever we often forget, um, That in order to lead, there has to be hierarchy, like there has to be some sort of formality. It just can't be, I'm a leader. I mean, even if we look at Martin Luther King, as we've done a podcast on, he wasn't just one segregation, um, one fight against segregation, he was for human rights as a whole, so it wasn't just you know the fight for black Americans. It was the fight for equal rights for all humans. And in so doing, so he didn't just align the people that respected him. He also aligned a lot of different um, churches and groups and denominations um, that weren't in the direct belief of his denomination and what he was a reverend in. And so he's able to go out and unite churches and belief systems and communities and groups that, at times, normally were would have been insubordinate towards him and probably at first were, and at times did display insubordination because they disagreed with the way or the system that he was doing. It's it's not realistic to think that that doesn't exist even when there's a change for positivity. And so like, it's going to exist and it's how we handle it as leaders that mimics throughout our companies or our communities or our governments or our families or our countries um, or the world. So, I mean, if we think that insubordination is okay and we allow it to go on because we believe a voice, we just have to accept that it's going to be harder for things to get done because there's not Your goals and your dreams and your visions for the company are going to be so ever-changing constantly that it's going to be very hard to maneuver. If there's not a captain of a ship helping align everyone's vision and everyone's jobs to move forward or two captains or a group of captains, like it's very hard. And so I don't think as humans that it's really possible for us to be like, oh, let's run a business as a democracy. Like, so there has to be subordination and insubordination in the hierarchy, whether we like it or not. It, there just is no way in any country in the world or any business or any situation for there not to be a certain pecking order. And it may seem unequal when we look at it, but the reality is everyone is given, hopefully, the opportunity to, if businesses are run right, to rise up in that order. Given circumstances, life, opportunity, whatever. Um, But managers and leaders, regardless of skill sets, definitely rise up more if they have better leadership and management skills. So it's really what we focus our mind on. So if you're in insubordinate situations, it's how do you handle those? How do you set an example so your other employees don't have to deal with it? How do you go in every day and model something different, maybe than that's what's done before? How do you conquer where sometimes insubordination is actually happening behind your back where as soon as you turn your back, the employees sit down or they're not working in your warehouse or they're starting to play games on their computers. How? Well, discipline and being credible and doing what you say you're going to do and be out there with them helps a lot. And showing up every day and, and being there with them and... Maybe not everyone likes the way you do things or your leadership style isn't for everyone, but being consistent in it um, certainly helps. And you're going to lose people and insubordinate people are either going to go or eventually leave if they don't know how to be led. And it's not their fault. It's just if you're in a leadership situation, you're trying to build a business, true leaders understand what it's like to be led and to lead. So if that person that's being insubordinate really understands what it is to be a leader, which is what you want in your business, they should know that they need to lead also in the way down. Because if they're going to move up, they need to make sure the integrity of the hierarchy and the positions are there to lead from. Because if you tear down the integrity, how are you ever going to have upward mobility or grow in your company when you're constantly tearing down the positions above you? So as a leader, I I don't know how else to do this or say it and we're too afraid to do it because we're afraid of hurting feelings and stuff in today's world, but I front and center it. Okay, employees not willing to use the slicer today for whatever reason, fine, I'll get out there and I'll get on the slicer front and center in front of everyone and I will cut the beef. Maybe I have to push off a meeting. Maybe I have to do it. It's not building a long-term relationship necessarily, but I also tell them why I'm doing it or whatever. But sometimes... In my life, I have enough people that have meetings and are behind desks that understand that first and foremost in all of our business is getting the product out the door and not missing it. So I will go out there. I will consistently cut. I will consistently go to the warehouse. I will consistently manage amongst it. And still 24 years later, it is insubordination. Happens, sure. You grow a company, you go into new neighborhoods, new environments, new countries, new places, you're going to have people that are insubordinate. You're, you're the newcomer. You haven't earned their respect and they haven't earned yours, if that's what we call it, or trust, which is more likely. So um, if they set a bad example and it tears down the, the managers or the employees or the team members in your business over time, you obviously have to Um, fire someone eventually it's a harsh term but it is the truth you can't have someone eroding away at your infrastructure or your hierarchy constantly or the integrity of your positions um, in your business or the integrity of your culture or the integrity of what it is that your business represents because your business has an integrity as well and your business has a character as well or your community or your country or whatever or your family so like what is insubordination um you know takes a lot of different terms so if we define what it is it 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 plain and simply is i asked you to do something and you didn't do it right that's the plain and simple thing of insubordination and i think that if you build a trust system with someone like i've said before sometimes it's Okay, I trust you to do it this time. And next, when it's wrong, or if it's wrong, we'll do it my way. Or vice versa, I'll do it my way. If I'm wrong, then we'll do it your way. People can do it that way as well. But you work through it, because I don't, insubordination. it's usually personal, it's usually something at home, and usually has some reminder of something or some leadership in a background or some leader lying to them or not keeping their promise. So I mean, the first thing to do is not just to fire someone, obviously, it's just to keep leading by example. And there's going to be arguments and there's going to be tough times and there's going to be embarrassment. There's going to be things not handled well in front of people and in front of other employees. And you're probably going to lose your temper sometimes as a business owner or get frustrated with someone. Um, It's all natural. And you're not alone. Like getting frustrated, caring about your business, when you're dealing with hundreds of lives and making sure dreams come true and building a business and wanting and being afraid to ever go backwards, insubordination is really hard. I don't know how else to tell you it. And the higher you get up and the bigger the decisions you make and the more impact you have, the harder that insubordination gets. I wish it didn't. I wish it wasn't true. But the weight of of it weighs more because the decisions are that much bigger. And a leader who's following his way up to be a leader needs to understand, like really, like needs to understand that as they rise up to that that is part of what they are taking on as well. And that they are also needing to give respect to or to above because we don't always have all the information. If we don't, airing it in front of all the team is not the way to do it, right? And I get it, there's been insubordination and whistleblowers and those are for the best of the company and you don't wanna kill someone in food service partners with food. And so there needs to be disagreement. Of course, there needs to be disagreement. It just doesn't always need to be done in a way that's no or disrespectful, or it can be handled once the job's done. Because at the end of the day, if you're a business or your community or your government, we make money, we keep moving forward, our economies run on constantly taking initiative and moving forward. It's why America is such a great economy. We take such an in initiative and consumerism. We constantly buy and don't even hesitate to do it because we have the ability to, and the whole world feasts off of it. So what is insubordination? How much are you willing to put up with? When, how can we flip it on itself? Because if that person's that outspoken and they seem insubordinate, wow, if you could flip them and they could actually be a speaker of the good things and be a leader and have a voice like that for positivity, that would be pretty cool. And so I also really encourage everyone to look as some insubordination and some of those characters end up being your biggest powerhouses, no different than a a customer that's your biggest complainer. If you can flip the script on them, they're just as loud the other direction. So, I mean, that's really what it's about, you know, and, you know, insubordination or not insubordination, I think a lot of people come into new jobs and new positions and I'm going to change the world and do all this and they have ambition. And I think it's all great. I just think that in today's world, we expect too much too quickly. And we set up a lot of people to fail and not succeed in their jobs. and. Um, and we stick to the status quo, on the other hand, where they, they, while they may succeed at their job, they're not succeeding in their home life mm-hmm. and a true balance and all that. So um, 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 I don't know, it's, it's hard, right? It's how do we build something um, and hear people's ideas? But not let it get to a point of insubordination. Like, how do you form a safe environment that people can have one-on-one conversations in and and not be insubordination? And like food service partners, like over the years, new times we suffer from it all the time. It's not like anyone's immune from it. Humans are humans, and we can't just better it overnight. You have to work with humans and build trust. And like I said, some of the biggest insubordinates have quote unquote, have turned into our best employees or the ones who have been the loyalist, the longest. So. What do you think, Elena? I mean, have you dealt with insubordination or seen it before or i mean have a perspective on what it looks like um other than mine maybe
1: i think insubordination is is pretty common i actually looked up the definition uh, just to see the the formal uh how they define it it's defiance of authority or refusal to obey orders um And I think, you know, there's so many blogs and business articles and all types of things um, that you can find, but they, they say that insubordination in the workplace is referring to an employee's intentional refusal to obey an employer's lawful and reasonable orders. Um, So if you really break down what that definition means, I think, you know, an employer's lawful and reasonable orders. So you can't, you know, dish out these crazy elaborate requests to, to your team. And then when they either don't comply or there's a refusal, refusal to comply or obey the orders, you know, then say, oh, that you're, you're being insubordinate, you know, it has to be reasonable. It has to be fair and just, and I think that's pretty common in any, you know, business, Um, you would expect your leaders, your boss, your manager to be fair and just and communicating reasonable orders like the definition states. But um, if an employee does intend to refuse those reasonable lawful orders, that undermines, you know, the, the supervisor, the leader whatever it may be that undermines, you know, their, the respect other people have for them, for their ability to have control and to manage the team and direct the team to the final goal or outcome, whatever it might be. So then there's often, you know, a reason that that person should face discipline or consequences for that insubordination. Um, but I think, you know, I like how the definition really highlights it. It it has to be for reasonable, you know, measurable items, not just oh, you know, you have a different perspective than me. You know, you don't see things my way. So that's I. You are an insubordinate. You know, I feel like this is insubordination. It's an example of that. I think it's really important to remember. I think you know, sometimes it goes back. You know, hundreds, of, uh, maybe not hundreds, but many, many years. You know, of oh, my boss is just a jerk, or my boss is mean. My boss gives me all these crazy deadlines and whatnot, and. I think that's become the status quo, but I feel like we're in a new generation of leaders and teams, especially with work from home. We talked about adaptability versus conformity in a previous episode. Maybe we could link that below. Um, But we are in this new generation rising up of of new types of leaders and people that are more collaborative, workplaces that are collaborative. And yes, there's still going to be hierarchy and You know, I think that hierarchy is sometimes needed in some instances, but we are becoming more collaborative. We're giving voices to people on our team. We're asking people their opinions and, and, you know, do you have any suggestions for how this could be better and more efficient, things like that. So I think, you know, this was an interesting topic and I love just doing a little bit more research into what, you know, insubordination really means and how we can lead through that. And I think you gave a lot of great examples. Um, great examples with that. And I don't know if there's anything I shared that you wanted to touch on before we wrap up.
0: Oops, I think the important thing, I didn't realize I was on mute, I'm sorry. Um, The important thing I think is, like, I think often we, we react from a place where we're comfortable. And I think we've gotten so used to trying to be comfortable, particularly in America, that our goal is to be comfortable and retire comfortable that in seeking that constant comfortability when a leader or someone puts us in something that makes us uncomfortable, we are very equipped to be insubordinate. And so if I were really to to say, what's going on, I would say that that's a true epidemic right now. I would say that companies across the board, if we're talking about food service or fast food, the biggest thing is people don't respect the systems that have been in place for decades. And everyone's trying to do it their way or they know better or half-ass it and not complete the job. And so the repercussions are what's going on. You can blame leaders and you can blame countries and you can blame China and and we can do it all or whoever. But the reality is that the buck stops with each one of us and the way we go to work and the way we handle our bosses or our leaders or the people around us. Do we build integrity or do we constantly tear it apart? What do we do to the president of our country's position every fucking day on the news? We tear apart the integrity of the job the senators, the representatives, we tear apart their integrity. Should they be challenged? Sure. But like, come on. What are we doing to protect the integrity of the things that are in place? And is insubordination taking away that integrity? I'm not saying things shouldn't change. I'm not saying integrity shouldn't change, or that things like Segregation or slavery weren't wrong. They were. They were definite needed changing in the integrity of our country. Equal rights, still farther to go. Agreed. But I honestly just think that if we want to have success in our lives. Um, It's less about being insubordinate. It's more about being supportive and figuring out how you can work with people to make change not work against them. Change does not happen by challenging. Change happens by working together. Unless you want to go to war and then you're stuck with whatever change happens and everyone's left with whatever scraps are left and hundreds of thousands of human lives dead. So, like, do we really want to disagree? Do we really want to be insubordinate with each other? Do we really want to tear down the integrity of humans and their positions all the time? Because what happens if we actually do get a really outstanding president that's led better than any other president to history? We're going to miss the opportunity because we've torn apart the integrity of the job so much. And whether we realize it or not, Yes, we should challenge decisions. Yes, we should look at them holistically. It's just in the way that we do them. Do we challenge ideas or we do we challenge the human? Do we call someone names? Do we come up with things or do we actually have logical conversations? I don't know. It goes back to, I guess, the respect-disrespect thing, but I would call subordination part of the respect disrespect lineage it just happens to be right after each other because i wanted to answer this question um but how are we doing it what are the models we're setting for our kids i always find it interesting when a parent doesn't follow anyone's orders and be like oh my kid won't behave and they tear apart the whole house i'm like yeah you can't even get your kid to practice on time and you're wondering why the kid is never on time or never follows anything you say you don't model it like how obvious is it but we as humans never self-reflect or have enough self-awareness to realize that the things we're talking about our kids or the things we're talking about someone else's kids are usually the things we need to look at because we're projecting in some way just saying so even in insubordination it has to do with we're feeling probably insecure and i hate to say it or we're feeling like someone needs to give us affirmation or make us feel good about ourselves and there and your idea i agree that's important it's just not all the time and trying to rally everyone against the leader is not a way to gain leadership because you've just basically set precedent for if you are the leader for the same thing to happen to you that's why people that topple governments. Once that government starts toppling, you see a lot of dictators and military coups and over years upon years upon years, because you've created the pattern that it's okay to topple the government. It's okay to topple leadership. It's okay to tear apart the integrity. So... We see it differently in the Western world. Obviously in America, we see trust and truth and honesty in in a lot of different ways um, than a lot of parts of the world in the way we do business and we do our transactions. But we just have to figure out, I guess, in every part of the world and anyone who's listening into this, USA or not, what is the integrity that you want to live by? Where it's the integrity that you want your legacy is it insubordination? I'm not saying there shouldn't be rebellions and there shouldn't be things to stand up to protect the people and free us and give us free rights and you know do what's best for humans over the long run. But I'm really wondering how much of it can be intellectual without insubordination and actually working together where we both can win. Because we, we've lost that concept somewhere along the lines of the last many decades. Is that working together prospers way more. And I know people want peace. And so we talk about war and all that and what goes on. Peace is not always possible. Arguments, war happen. But at some point, if you're going to do it and you're going to stand up for some integrity, what is it that you're really standing up for? Is it democracy? Is it for equal human rights? Because, like, honestly, like, You know, insubordination or not. It's if we believe in human rights and we believe in democracy and it's to our core belief in the free world, then we should believe that it's everyone's and that the only way that humans can keep moving forward is that we have everyone's voice. And I don't mean an insubordination, I mean in a collective way to move forward and stop attacking our leaders and everyone, and yes, their power and greed and all that stuff exists for sure. But if we say all politicians are bad, and we're insubordinate in ways towards the integrity of those positions, which I will argue that we may tear apart all of our quality of our pol- politics and their positions based on bipart not being able to be bipartisan. You know what does insubordination look like? So if we think we're dealing with that at our work, what are we modeling in society? What are we modeling in our schools? What are we modeling in our homes? So as a leader. Like you don't want it at work. You don't want it as an entrepreneur. How do you deal with it everywhere else? It's a hard one because working with my father and him being my father, there was hard times where I looked insubordinate and I didn't handle things properly. Definitely did it in front of people, disrupted meetings, all of that stuff. So I'm not saying it because I haven't learned it and I haven't been through these lessons. Believe me, I've hit every stair along the way. I'm one of those. I literally am so aggressive and so gung-ho. I like learning my lessons by the the bumps on my head. It's unfortunate, but it's made me who I am and I don't know how else I would have gotten it without the experience because I wasn't learning it in classrooms. And that's not saying mm-hmm. classrooms didn't build me a foundation. It just mm-hmm. didn't provide me what I know now. Um. So dealing with insubordination, it really is how do you actually model it in your life? How do you um, deal with it in a way that grows the human or flips the script on them? Um, How do you hold them accountable, even though it may lead to an argument? Or that you may, in a room, handle something and 80% of the room thinks that you're wrong as a leader because never a hundred percent of the room is gonna agree with the way you lead. Are you willing to go there? In a society that sees insubordination more and more as okay, are you willing to go against the majority of the room as a leader to stand up for the right thing? I don't know. That's a question you have to ask yourself, but I can tell you if you're not willing to do it in your home or in your community, and I'll speak for men since I'm a man, as a man, for your family. I'm not saying a woman can't do it for a family either, that's not what I'm saying. Or for your business or for whatever. Um I just don't know, like I'm I I'm a little lost at how you find purpose or look back on your life and and think it you're doing well. Right? Because if you're tearing down the work that's been done before and you're tearing down the integrity constantly of the things that people built, then how are we really moving forward as a society other than just tearing down things and building new ones? Are we really growing? Are we really learning? Science and math, okay, you can compound it from generation. And one generation starts a problem in math and science that usually another generation solves. It's true, but we should look at that as a society as a whole also. So if it's insubordination and, and we're worried about it, and it's enough that I'm getting a lot of questions, it's enough that it's being brought up a lot at work at food service partners, that is a more common thing. And the, the newer generations that come in and talk in, in college, it's a, a topic um, that they're teaching about um, as they flatten the organization, but what they're not realizing is they're not adding a barrier on the other side. Great, it's great to be voiceful and it's great to have your opinion heard all day long but worse, the moral and the ethics and trying to be part of a hierarchy. How are those students going to do when they lead if they're not respected? What about if they face insubordination? Because also the person that's insubordinate is usually I'm so important, my voice is so important that no one else's matters. That's the problem. And maybe they do rally everyone around them but what is the actual damage that's being called? I know people could die. I know that someone should be insubordinate if there's food going out the door and the manager says that it should still go out the door that there's a human life at risk. That's not insubordination. That's following a protocol. People are allowed to usurp each other in that way. It's a protocol. That's not insubordination. That's not disrespectful. People just make mistakes. That's why we have checks and balances in place. So I think really we have to identify what do we feel is insubordination? How do we see it in our lives? How do we demonstrate insubordination ourselves? Because I can tell you just from my own perspective, there have been a lot of times in my life that I have been insubordinate or too cocky or my ego's gotten in the way that I've had to learn from. And as the school of hard knocks, like it's been the hard knocks. That's why I can be so vulnerable. I've been there. I admit that I've done it. I've screwed up way more than I've ever like not screwed up. And I've kind of just, it's hard for people being around someone like me for sure. And some of the insubordination comes from my aggression and my ability to just get through life and be willing to make mistakes. And a lot of the insubordination that happens with me or in our company that I will call is persons too afraid or uncomfortable to make change or to grow or to take that step or to take ownership. And so insubordination or getting everyone rallied around it is an anchor by which they can, can, can pause or be stuck. And I know many people don't realize it, but in that insubordination, generally, it's not all the time. Like I said, um, there's people who are trying to do the right thing, but that's not insubordination. If we're talking about the definition that Elena gave, a lot of it usually has to do with, I'm scared, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm hoping if I stand up in front of everyone, it'll give me the courage to address it. And I, everyone has my back against the leader. People don't follow those type of leaders. People follow the leaders that can handle things both on their own and then lead in front of people and then stick up for the people that they lead. So insubordination, it's, it's not insubordination if it's the right thing to do or there's protocols in place that allow it. It is insubordination. However, if, if you want to make a big deal out of it or you're given a direct order, that doesn't happen. And I can't imagine why you wouldn't. For me, I'm like, give me more. The more you give me, the more direct orders, the more I complete, the better I'm going to do, the more I'm going to learn, the more I'm going to start to formulate my own plan on how to make things better. Cause I didn't just start running food service partners. It took many years of learning the business to even get to where I am now. So, and like I said, I've been insubordinate I've learned the hard way of what not to do. And I've learned how insubordination tears down leadership from personal standpoint, or the entrepreneur or the goals or the business. So um, I think that it's a major thing. And if it exists in your business, like I said, it's not necessarily bad. Um, It's not good. But it's really helps you take the temperature and the pulse of your business. And if insubordination is happening, it's usually there's a non believer also, and you haven't done either what you've needed to do to hopefully get the message across and it's good practice even if they don't believe in the vision after you stayed again or you get in front of everyone said again you've at least reminded everyone else of it so um insubordination really is an opportunity to handle a difficult situation or a crisis crisis and build back and confirm and Um, strengthen the integrity of the leadership positions in your company. I know that doesn't make much sense because you're like, how can I do it? And the person might be attacking me and it may get disrespectful as we talked about in the last episode and insubordination, but it's really how am I going to protect the integrity? And if I'm going to be aggressive in return, or I'm going to match their level of aggression with my aggression in order to try to keep the thing from getting too more aggressive, I need to be aware that I'm doing that. Because a lot of in, in, in subordination has to deal with a person thinks they can overpower a decision or overpower a leader by doing it publicly. So as a leader, you've got to be confident enough and courageous enough in your decisions and have thought out your decisions enough and your strategies enough years in advance that you can confidently stand up there and say, this is the path. I'm happy to pivot, but right now this is the path. For today, for while we're gonna complete this, we're gonna keep going in this direction, it's working, and we can look at pivoting, but we can't do it right now. We can do it over time, but not right now. And I got to tell you, most of the ideas in the kitchen or the way we produce food has not never been my ideas. It's been the ability to work with people in teams where we come up with the best ideas. So being insubordinate does what when you have the chance to be in an environment where everyone's voice can be heard and we can be constructive. But at the end of the day, if someone's like, get the job done, you should get the job done. Because it makes you look better and that's more value to you. And if you really cared about it and you want to do better, even as a leader and that you're modeling, if you do have insubordination, you should be modeling that not only do I do it, but I do it at 10%, 110% more than anyone else. I give it more than anyone else. So that's how you fight it. You've got to be what it is that you want. And you've got to model the leadership in your whole life that you want from everyone in your life, including work. And we often, too often, go home and be like, that's my work life, and this is my separate family life. And we separate the two because we don't try to bring stress home or whatever. But it's not about that. It's about... Um, it's about... Um, working together as a team so i'm sorry i'm going to cut it off there i have to jump to another meeting and i went way over i apologize elena but um i hope that helps everyone in the audience and i appreciate everyone and thank you for listening in and um please challenge me on the insubordination thing i would love to hear stories or maybe i have it wrong or i haven't seen other business so um i will um I will um, leave everyone go there and I thank you again and sorry for being so scatter of mind. Um, I literally have people coming in the office telling me I'm supposed to be in another meeting. So I apologize guys. And I apologize for not giving more content there, but um, I hope that I, that everything's good. So take us home, Elena.
1: Thank you for sharing all of that with us. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave us a rating and a review on wherever you decide to play our podcast. We really appreciate it. And like we shared, we'd love to hear from you guys over on Instagram. Feel free to send us questions, things you'd like to hear more of, or any suggestions for the podcast. We are very open and would love to continue to incorporate the things that you guys would like to hear. So thanks for listening in and hope everyone has a great day.